0: Abdul Rahman is a seasoned leadership expert and facilitator with experience across multiple industries. He received his degree from ASPU in Jordan and began his training and facilitation journey at IKEA in 2008, where he was one of the key employees in their HR department. He left IKEA to lead the training and department in one of the local companies in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, or KSA, where he led the training and development for all KSA in Bahrain, Today, Abdul Rahman leverages his expertise in training and development to develop leaders in a variety of subject areas, from problem solving and communication to business ethics and much more. And on the show, Abdul Rahman will be sharing his experience in helping leaders navigate this new normal as a result of our global pandemic. Hi everyone, it's Jen Nawal, and I am so excited to be joined by Abdul Rahman, all the way from KSA, Saudi Arabia. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. And for those that may not have met you before, can you just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you
1: do? Thank you, Jen. and Thank you for all the audience. Hopefully that everybody is uh, safe at home and uh, good health. Well, uh I'm born and raised in Saudi Arabia. Uh I've been working with Presscom for now uh, this is my 4th year going on. Uh in the leadership and uh, training, uh it's for me it's uh, 12 uh years of success. And I'm going to say 12 years of mission, life mission. So uh I'm living in Jeddah uh nowadays.
0: When you say life mission, you've been in the leadership development space for 12 years. What about leadership inspires you or said in a different way? Why is that your mission?
1: Okay, because uh, good question. Uh, The minute I got the the certificate as a trained trainer and I become a professional trainer and a facilitator, uh, I took an oath with myself uh, that this is not a job. It, start, it is the starting of the mission, my mission, to help people and managers to become future leaders. So it became a mission more than a job for me.
0: Why is that an important one, to make people leaders? Like, why is that important to you? Because sometimes people have a tendency to not think that leadership is maybe that important. But why is that important to you?
1: We always want a better life, a better world. Uh, uh, that's why I'm trying to help uh, to have a better life for each one of us.
0: I love that so much because it is leadership is a way that we can design a more meaningful life and even a more meaningful life for the people that we lead or manage that we can have a big impact on that. Yes. So, what kind of challenges are you seeing for our listeners that may not have visibility into um, KSA? What type of challenges are you seeing leaders face as a result Uh, of COVID?
1: So uh, one of the things that we're seeing, especially let me talk about business uh, in a business way. Uh, What we're seeing that uh, a lot of organizations are uh, rejecting or not saying rejecting, but they are afraid to, Keep developing their people, which I think, uh, it's, it's the opposite. We need to be more stronger in developing our people. We need to be, uh, facing and continuing uh, developing them. So this is one of the big challenges. Another one, uh, what I'm seeing is, uh, other organizations and maybe countries were stepping away of being more, uh, uh, in, innovation. So we just, we got this Corona came out and people like paused or stopped. They didn't, they didn't want to adapt to the change. They didn't want to take the, okay, what's the next? How can I change the business? How can I shift the business and keep going on and on and on? So I, this is what I'm saying. Another thing, uh, the other challenges uh, I'm seeing is uh, managers and leaders uh, they're mostly afraid to uh, let go of being a micromanagers and being s- something else. Uh, in a way, being the coach for their people. So this is what I, I, I'm seeing. This is from my point of view. What I'm seeing now.
0: And I think those are really great observations. You know, especially coming down to innovation, that when crisis arises, we become more reactive instead of proactive in how we look at our business. And so that's a really interesting observation about how organizations are forgetting that innovation is a valuable part of how they can respond, how they can change their business to make sure that it's operating three months, six months, nine months from now, innovation is a big piece of that. I don't know if you have anything you wanted to like add based on even bringing that back, but also just thinking about, I think it's important to acknowledge that one of the first things that we also forget is the importance of developing ourselves, developing our leaders. Why do you think that that matters now, given the environment that we're in?
1: Uh, well, uh, let, let me say it in a different way. Maybe, uh, what we're missing even, uh, is having the right mindsets, okay. having the right mindset, uh, in taking in developing our people. If we have the right mindset in developing our people, uh, it will be uh, a benefit. It's a, it's a plus for us. And it will affect everything. So if we have the right mindset of developing our people, we'll have more innovations. If we have the right mindset of developing our people, we will have to uh, adapt to the change that we're facing. If we have the right mindset of developing our people, we will have a better life at the end. So I think it's a link going back to the mindset and developing those people. And before we develop the people, we need to be prepared ourselves with the right mindset.
0: Oh, I love that. So one of the solutions that you're offering right now as a result of the COVID or coronavirus pandemic is to, as a leader, if you want to create success, if you want to maintain innovation, the first place that you have to start is with your own mindset. What happens if you don't start with your mindset?
1: You're, you're going to lose everything. If you don't have the right mindset, uh, the right leader mindset, uh, you will lose uh, everything. And we can see it uh, globally in each country, in, e- in each, uh, each part of this uh, world. Uh, the right leaders with the right mindset, you will find success uh, going on in their country. Uh, and that's what's happening. Uh And that I think this is the main thing, so we really need to, to have uh, the right mindset of leaders to adapt to the change that we are, we're in. Uh, I'm going to give you just a sh- short example uh about me personally. So when uh, corona started, uh, we kept, all of us we went home, we started working at home. So uh, what happened with me, if I didn't have the right mindset uh, in a positive way, I don't think I would be staying now uh, or you're, you're doing this interview with me. Why? Because I'll be like running out uh, or I'll get Corona. I might get Corona. But I had the right mindset of uh, adapting the change, understanding what needs to be done that will keep me in a positive move and how that uh, affect my family too. So again, it's the whole for, for me, what I see is having the right mindset.
0: Mindset. And it sounds like there's a little bit of, with your mindset, it's about focusing on what you can control. Yes. What what are some of the things that we can control right now, right? I know that people can feel maybe that they don't have a lot of control because their, their job or their organization may have shifted and their lifestyle has shifted. But what are some of the things that we can control right now?
1: Time. Time is number one. You can control your time. So one of the things that I have done is arranging my daytime. So I have time to work. So this is working time. I have time to exercise. I have time to eat. I have time to entertain myself, my family. So dividing your day with time, the to-do list. You need to have your own to-do list. Uh, And then a part of it, having the stop list. This is one of the things that we talked about it uh, in one of our uh, topics in leaderships. You need to have your stop list. Uh, uh, What what is a stop
0: list? What is a stop list for people that don't know what that is?
1: Okay. We're we're doing a lot of activities on a daily basis. Okay. So some of those activities, we don't get any outcomes from it. So it's you're doing it, but you're not seeing the benefit. So those activities, you need to shift them to the stop list. Like you have to-do list. So those are the activities that I need to stop doing it the next day that is not showing any benefit or outcomes to me personally and maybe to my organization. And maybe now it's it's a family, your family at home. So uh, this is the stop list. Looking at the activities that you're doing on a daily basis that you're not getting getting any benefit out of it.
0: So essentially for me, I guess from a personal note, I think if I'm, Thinking about things to stop, part of it is watching the news, but the other part of it is social media, because I find that it's really easy to invest a lot of time in social media, but I don't necessarily get a return on that investment.
1: I think one of the the, the number one stop list for globally is stop walking to the kitchen. Stop going to the kitchen and opening the fridge. So this is, I think this is number one globally, because we're all at home. So our activity is going to the fridge, eating some food and going back. So we need to stop doing that.
0: Oh my gosh. That I, yes, there have been people that talk about it as the quarantine 19 saying that they put on so much weight because we are working from home. But I think that's important to your point about the stop list, but also how you look at your time. Even though things are accessible, schedule time when you are going to go into your kitchen and eat. Don't make it something that you just do when you're bored or maybe when you're stressed, which is, you know, something that we like to do when we want to avoid that problem that we might be having, but schedule time that you will do that instead of being mindless about that. Mm -hmm. You know, you had talked, I love that, you know, the to stop list and the to-do list and really focusing on Where are we getting the most benefit to maybe our own professional goals or personal goals? You had talked about listening as being one of the things that is also really important right now in terms of how leaders can show up and support their teams. What did you mean by that?
1: Okay. Uh, Listening, uh, let me go before talking about listening, I think one of the things that Leaders that they need to do uh, that will take us to the listening. They need to start being uh, or wearing a hat of a coach. This is the time of being a coach more than being a leader. Okay, we took the the manager to leaders in the normal basis. Now we're we're with the uh, with the corona going on. This is the time to take the leaders to become coach. So one of the things to become a coach is listening. It's not only just listening to your employees and their ideas and what is going on, but listening and engaging with them. This is one of the things. And uh, one of the questions that I heard a lot from people, uh, especially during our sessions that we're doing online, uh, they're asking how can you keep those people engaged? How can you keep them more motivating? This is the coaching part, is you listen, you ask them questions, and listen to the response. This is how you keep them motivated. This is how you keep them managing your people online or virtually. So that's why listening, I think it's number one uh, needed tool for us as leaders, especially in virtual.
0: And, you know, in what ways, I guess, what I think about listening, it's, you know, right now and why that's important is we don't have visibility to everything that everyone is doing. Uh, We also have just unique circumstances where people might have more challenges or be struggling in a different way. And as listening, you can just hear them as a person. What are your thoughts on that? What specifically do you see in terms of the benefits of listening? What are you seeing maybe leaders do and how is that impacting the way that they lead?
1: Okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to take it from a manager because most of managers, they don't listen. So I think this is the right moment for them to practice listening Uh, for leaders it's good it it helps them now to develop their coaching skills because as a leader you need to have a part of the coaching uh uh, skill or the habit of uh, being coach a coach so uh, one of the keys is uh listening so we need to listen more than talking more uh uh, and again it, it makes the person in front of you more engaged than he's just listening.
0: Yeah. And it's, I mean, I, I know one of the challenges that leaders face right now is building trust because we don't have the same face-to-face interaction and it might not feel as personal, but it sounds like if we just really focus on listening and practicing curiosity putting on that coach hat that it can help us still maintain some of those relationships and also build some of the relationships in a way that people might feel they can't do because they're not face-to-face with them.
1: Yes. As again, coaching, uh, part of it is uh, most of it is building a relationship uh, with the, uh, with the employee or the person on the other side. Because again, you're not seeing them. As you said, you're, you you do not see them and you might. Uh, and if you see them, you don't know what's going on uh, in the back, uh, back screen. So as an example, if you're in a meeting uh, virtually, you don't know if the, that person is really with you engaged or not. So again, building a relationship, as you said, and keeping it moving is number one. Now is listening.
0: Hi everyone, it's Jen and I just wanted to drop in with a quick note. Do your managers know how to build an effective team? Can they create an environment where teamwork is encouraged while setting appropriate benchmarks and delivering projects on time? Are they able to align expectations so their team works effectively toward common goals? You hired the right team, now let us help you develop them. CrossCom offers a robust leadership development program that focuses on results. Each month, participants learn and apply key leadership skills and tools that will unite teams and drive organizational growth. We are serious about accountability. After each class, we help participants apply those leadership skills in group coaching sessions. Are you ready to take your leadership development to the next level? Contact us at Crestcom.com so we can help you develop your leaders. And now, back to our podcast. Listening. That's the number one skill right now. Hearing what's not being said, hearing what is being said, even in terms of listening to, you know, knowing that we're in a remote environment, that we actually really need to do a lot more communication to make sure people understand maybe how goals have changed, how processes have changed, and to make sure that they are understanding those adjustments. And I feel like listening is the one tool that's going to ensure your business can still operate because you're making sure that people understand how their roles have changed.
1: And can I add one last thing to that? Yeah. It is understanding the different culture. Maybe I'm talking about here in Saudi Arabia because we have different culture in every business. So when you're face to face, you can still get the full communication. But when you're just only listening and you don't know the other side uh, or the other person culture and his background, it will be more harder to understand him. But if I listen to him, I understand his culture. When he raises his voice, it's normal. Uh, when he lowers his voice, it's normal. Depends on his culture, depends on his uh, raise, how he ra- being raised. So I think one of the things adding to the listening is understanding the other person's culture. It will help more in communicating with people.
0: Uh, That's such a great add, really focusing on our ability to have empathy or to take the time to respect and see someone for who they are instead of maybe how we think someone should be or how we were raised, respecting that there is value in diversity.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, you're right.
0: I think that's such a great point to add. One of the things that we were also talking about before we actually recorded was the challenge that leaders have in motivating their employees right now because they they don't have the same accessibility to them. What are things that you would recommend that leaders could do to still motivate their employees?
1: Uh, I say, uh, I'll give you a short word for it, is creating the water cooler moments.
0: What does that mean? What does a water cooler Mm -hmm. moment mean?
1: Okay, is having, you know, in our normal lives, we have those uh, uh, times to uh, cool each company has a cooler water and you find employees standing there chatting uh, taking out all the uh, pressure out of them with others so we need to create that moment even in virtually we need to do that
0: creating the opportunity for them to connect what? why is that so important why, does, why do we need to focus on, you know, that water cooler moment?
1: Well, we, we need to have it because it, it's part of the listening. Again, it goes back to uh, the listening part. It goes back to understanding each other. So, uh, again, it, it links to your uh, employee Uh, and listening to them and building the relationship. So one of the things that we did is creating the cooler moment is, yes. So what we did, I'm uh, sorry, I'm going, I'm trying to get you to the the example that what we're doing. Uh, It might help others because it helped us a lot. So one of the things that we did in our organization is uh, like each one hour to two hours, we create that cooler moment. We stop talking about work and listening to each other, how they feel, uh, what kind of uh, challenges they're facing personally and professionally, uh, uh, and giving each other some uh, uh, recommended things. So this is the cooler moment, the cooler water moments.
0: I thought that's such an important, you know, it's so important. I love that you talked about how when you create this water cooler moment that it's not you know just to be used to talk about work it's to be talk it's to be used to connect at a very human or maybe a little bit more of a personal level than what they would typically do like asking about their emotions or asking about their challenges you know i think that's one of the first things that we might forget is that we are all going through a shared challenge that is something no one has seen before. And so there are going to be emotions about that. And it's important to be able to talk about that. When would you recommend that people create these water cooler moments? When do you think they should do it? Or what could that look
1: like? Okay. When silence starts. So if you're doing a a, a meeting or uh, you're having everybody on virtual uh, online, when you see that there is a silence, nobody is talking, nobody is sharing, this is the right moment to create a cooler water moment. As a leader, you, you start it and let them go with you. So that, that's the, the moment.
0: What kind of questions could you ask to create that
1: moment? What have you done yesterday? What? Kind of movie you watch? What kind of uh, dinner you had? Uh, uh, what you did uh, yesterday? Uh, what uh, have you learned? So there's a lot of questions you can ask a person.
0: Yes, I. But I think people, honestly, especially if they're not maybe as outgoing as you and I, because you and I are both pretty outgoing people. But for those that maybe aren't, you know, comfortable. Those questions, I think, can help them, so yes, just being simple, what did you do yesterday? What have you been enjoying to watch on TV? What have you learned? Um, one of the questions I like is you know to add on what have you learned is what is one thing that you 've learned that you're going that 's going to stick with you after the pandemic is over and we go back to business as usual what you know, do you have something that you've already taken away?
1: Oh, you can't. You can say what is the first place you're going to visit after the corona leaves or the pandemic where, leaves? Where's the where first? Where's that going to be for you? Yeah, uh, for me. Yeah, I'm for gonna, you. Uh, I'm going to visit my mother and father. I didn't see them for a long time, so and my in-laws. So those are the two places that I'm going to visit.
0: Yes, and what do you think you learned about yourself? as a result of being or having to adjust to a completely different way of doing business. What is one of the things that you learned personally that you want to continue to focus on?
1: Uh, Personally is keeping serving uh, people. I think that now, now this is the time to serve uh, people more than any time else. And again, I might be crazy uh, to say this, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to say it. I, I'm glad to have Corona, to, to be honest. I'm g- glad to have to see Corona coming up because uh, it shows us uh, the truth on a lot of things. It shows us how uh, we need to be grateful uh, to our lives. It shows us uh, who are. The true leaders and who are not, who were just uh, pretending they're leaders. And now, during crisis, uh, you can see the right leader and who were pretending. Uh, Being uh, positive, one of the things makes your life more happier. Uh, So, uh, yeah, this is it.
0: I think that's a great perspective that obviously. There is a lot of maybe undesirable things, obviously, about Corona, but you point out the opportunity within it, which is to maybe slow down or to, you know, that right now with Corona, we're seeing that shift where people are focusing on those values that are very, very important to them. Uh, I, you know, I I love that perspective because I think a lot of people are focusing on the negative consequences of Corona, but there's a lot of valuable lessons to be learned from it, that we can connect in a different way, that we can work in a different way, that we maybe need to see leadership in a different way, that you can't hide behind the business anymore. You are very, you have to be open as a leader and people are going to be able to see that whether you're a good leader or maybe not as effective.
1: Yeah. Uh, and again, uh, uh, understanding your own personal, seeing the, the truth uh, in you is this, is this is the time. And looking, I always uh, tell my wife uh, during uh, this time, I always tell her, When you feel that you're down, imagine the uh, glass in front of you and half of it is full and half of it is empty. The way you look at it, is it empty or it's full? This is how you look at uh, the the crisis that we are in. Uh, So, yeah.
0: Glass half full, glass half empty. I mean, it's right. You talked about this, one of the benefits this is a unique opportunity to focus on gratitude. What are the things in our life, professionally, personally, that are important to us that we are just happy to have and and to be able to think about how we can maybe show gratitude or at least place a greater importance. Um, I know you talked about, you know, just in the beginning, just time, making time for the things that are important to us.
1: Yes. <laughs> Again, time. <laughs> You're, we're, I think we're uh, repeating ourselves uh, in, in time, the coaching, listening. Uh, I, if I want to pack it up, is keeping yourself uh, motivated and in a positive uh, emotion. This is it. This is, this is the right way of, uh, leading yourself and leading others.
0: Yeah. You have to walk the walk. You've got to do it first before other people can follow you. Yes. So we close every single podcast with the same question. And so I want to ask it from you. What is your leadership habit for success?
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> it's keep, uh, it's or a lot. Or said
0: another way, what, what habit do you do to help create success for yourself or happiness for yourself?
1: The, when I see that people are enjoying the, the change in themselves uh, and seeing the truth and uh, that's that makes me proud that I uh, are happy uh, to become a leader or helping them maybe maybe i can say it in a different way when i start helping uh people to become better this is the success for me uh and when i see when they come to me and tell me thank you abdrahman Uh, You have changed a lot in my life. This is the success. Uh, I feel honored in that time.
0: So focusing on the development of others. Yes. I love that. Making them, as we know from one of our courses, making people greater than yourself.
1: Making them happier. Making them happier. This is is it.
0: it. I think that's a great point to end on. What can we do today? to help make other people happier or make their lives easier? What can we do as leaders to make a greater impact?
1: Listen to them. (laughs) Yeah, Listen to them.
0: Listen, hear them, provide support, allow them to be, you know, humans with emotions. Uh, You've shared a lot of great tips on the podcast today. And I just want to thank you so much, Abdurrahman. I keep, you know, I'm going to work on that. I know I can say it differently, but you, thank you so you much. You call,
1: call me Idris. It's easier for you.
0: <laughs> thank you so much, Idris, just for offering your insight, for taking your time, and also just for giving tips on what we can do to be better leaders during this challenging time. It was really great to connect with you.
1: Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you for the audience who are listening to us. And hopefully everybody is in a good health living a lovely
0: life. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Leadership Habit Podcast. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to share it with your friends and leave us a review. If you want to connect with Abdul Rahman, head into our show notes. There, you can find the link to connect with him on LinkedIn. And you can also find his phone number, which he has provided in case you should have any ways that he could help you as a leader. Until next time.